The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. I don't even know where to start tonight. So we'll just give you a pat on the back, Royals fans. If you are one of the few that sat through all 13 excruciating innings of this nearly five-hour game that ended happily, well, you deserve a pat in the back for that one because that was a rough game to watch. Talk about losing a month of your life. <laughs> Welcome into Clubhouse Conversation. It's your dish for game two of the three-game set with the Angels as the Royals in improbable fashion take a 3 nothing lead with James Shields on the mound before blowing it, then tying it, then waiting another six innings to score and win it in the 13th, 7-4 with tomorrow becoming the rubber match. And let's start with the number one and number two things that won this game. The bullpen and the bullpen. Lights freaking out for the bullpen. I can't believe the amount of people who were not talking about this KC bullpen in recent weeks. How about tonight again? Seven scoreless innings against a very, very, very good Angels lineup. Imagine when they get Josh Hamilton back. But even tonight, seven scoreless innings against that team, and their park impressive. Herrera, Davis, Collins, Crow, and Holland, major props. I would buy them all a beer if I was out there and they weren't having to get up so early for the game tomorrow. But here's their combined line. Seven innings, no runs, as I said, just five hits, six punch-outs, no walks. Chew on that for a second. Zero walks from a Royals bullpen for seven innings. If you're like me, you sat through the late 90s, the entire you know 2Ks from you know the, the first 10 years of this century, you never would have imagined the Royals going an inning out of their bullpen without a walk, let alone seven. So how about that? And let's go through reliever by reliever because I think they all deserve some credit tonight and more than just a combined line. So Kelvin Herrera came in first of all. For the seventh, worked around a hit, threw a scoreless inning, put his ERA at 1.21. Well, it stayed there because of Wade Davis. We'll get to that in a second. I did not understand Ned bringing back out Kelvin Herrera for the eighth, by the way. It ended up working out thanks to Wade bailing him out. Why would you bring Herrera back out when he hardly ever pitches two innings? He's normally not good when he comes back out for that second inning. And Ned talks about rolls all the time, how it's important for bullpen arms to have rolls. Well, Wade Davis was rested. It was a tight game. Why would you not bring him back out for the eighth? He's been amazing this year. Anyway, Yost didn't do it. It didn't come back to bite the Royals, luckily. It's still the wrong move. Um, as Davis took over, you know, after the leadoff hit against Herrera, bailed him out. Two perfect innings overall for Davis. Two strikeouts. His ERA is now at 1.61. So first, a big tip of the cap to Herrera and Wade Davis. Then Tim Collins, a very... Very interesting decision for the ninth inning. I don't know how I felt about that. I, I know that was the one part of the lineup you bring in. Collins, your lefty, although his whole career he's never been a left-handed specialist. He, I mean, really, lefties hit him about as good as righties do for the majority of the time. So I thought that was interesting for the ninth. But, hey, Collins got the job done. Again, worked around a leadoff runner. Got a strikeout. His ERA now falls to 5.19. So good job by Tim. You know, you know one thing about tonight about Collins, too, his breaking ball had some good depth tonight. That's like, you know, 2012 Tim Collins we saw out there tonight. At least the breaking ball. It was good to see that fire out of him, too. So good job by Collins. Let's hope Collins can build on this because he's somebody out there that, rightfully so, Royals fans don't really want to see in the games the last, well, year plus. But if the Royals could get him even 
at 80% like he was in 2012, that would be a huge, huge boost for this ball club. So good job by Tim Collins. Now, how about Aaron Crow, too? He had two great innings, two hits, one strikeout in his two innings. And then Greg Holland closed the door, one, two, three, two Ks. His ERA is now at 1.93. So the Royals' bullpen, amazing tonight. Although I'm a bit worried about tomorrow. We'll talk more about that here in a bit. Now, the bullpen built out the offense, which we'll also get to later. But James Shields also. I don't know that I've ever criticized James Shields, ever. My nose keeps itching. Can you hear me? No, sorry about that. My nose is itching here in the middle. No, there's no cocaine, nothing like that. Legitimate allergies, I think. But James Shields, disappointing for him. Six innings, four runs on nine hits with two walks, four strikeouts. There were two home runs as well. So James Shields in his six innings, not good. 11 base runners in six innings, only four strikeouts, the two home runs. The worst part is he had a 3 nothing lead. This is a game the Royals had to have, as we talked about last night here on the dish. Realistically, they had to win this game. You know, if they were going to get a game in the series, most likely it was last night or tonight. I think it's still win tomorrow. I don't know that I love Vargas going against all these right-handed hitters. And although he knows the lineup and the park as well as anybody, that's for sure. But uh, more on that later. But anyways, it was important to get this one. It, it, Shields has been everything we wanted and then some since we got him. But it was disappointing tonight to see him not be able to hold a 3 nothing lead. It just happened quick, too. And in the first three innings, he looked. You know, amazing. Got through the three. I mean, there was there were some problems. There was a couple hits here and there, but nothing was really hit that hard the first three innings. He got out of the issues that he was in. You know, the first inning was a little bit rough. He was over 20 pitches, had two guys on base, but got through three and then gave up a complete paint scraper, two-run shot to Ibar. You know, he's hitting home runs now, apparently. <laughs> anyway, Shields was bailed out by the bullpen, and the Royals' offense was also bailed out by the bullpen because – it was awful again. Completely awful today for the Royals offense. Sure, they scored seven runs. Took them 13 innings, and let's just let's just go through it inning by inning here. Well, overall first, the Royals offense tonight. 16 hits. Well, on paper, that's impressive, but just two extra base hits. They were just doubles. Only two of the Royals' 16 hits were for extra bases. Not Good. They also drew only two walks in the 13 innings. The approach again was a little bit better tonight. It was fairly similar to last night. They were able to work the pitch count good. That was good to see tonight as the Royals were able to get, you know, the Angel starter out by the fifth inning. So, you know, Matt Shoemaker went just five. The Royals were able to get three off of him and get him out after five. I'll take that. But let's go through the many chances they had to make it much more than the three in the first five innings and throughout the game, much more than the seven they ended up with. Now, first and second with two outs in the first. Okay, that's iffy. There were two outs. Salvador Perez grounds out to Pujols. So no runs there in the first inning after having first and second with two outs. Okay. Then the top of the second was just really bad. Lorenzo Cain leads off with a double. He smoked that ball to left field, but never moved off of second base. How many times have we said that this year? Leadoff double never moves. I don't know the exact stat. I'm willing to bet it's probably the fifth time, fourth, fifth time it's happened this year where the guy didn't even move. Lorenzo Cain doubles. Horrible at bat by Danny Valencia. Two pitch at bat. He comes up and taps out to the pitcher. On a pitch low and away. Two pitches. Then Escobar grounds out, doesn't move him. Pedro Suryaka pops out. So right there, you're just like, oh, come on. We got Shields going, scoring some runs, and you blow you know, one golden chance and one decent chance. 
Then let's fast forward to the top of the seventh. Another special one in the Royals trailing four to three. Eric Hosmer, nice at bat, works the count full, gets a knock. Billy Butler, a knock to right field. Alex Gordon, a walk, a very patient at bat. Three great bats in a row. Top of the seventh, okay? You're down by one, four to three. Bases loaded. I'm rubbing my hands together. I've got the rally Sonic Blast. I made the trip between innings. I have a Sonic about a block from my house. Got the Sonic Eminem Blast. It's the rally ice cream. And it worked right when I was eating the, <laughs> the blast. I got three guys on base. I knew it was going to work. And I thought that Sonic Blast might leave, you know, lead to a blast. But Salvador Perez, first pitch hacking. Love you, Salvi. The first pitch hacking and the trying to pull everything, all the breaking stuff on the low and away on the outside corner is not working. And once again, first pitch hacking after a walk. Six, four, three, double play. One run scores, whoop-de-doo. The Royals tie it, but get only one after Lorenzo Cain strikes out there in the top of the seventh. So there you go. The second and the seventh, pitiful. Second inning, you don't move the runner off a second, uh, you know, off of a leadoff double. Seventh inning, bases loaded, nobody out. You get one run. Top of the twelfth, let's go there. You have two two-out singles by Gordon and Perez. But then, once again, nothing. Kane strikes out. <sighs> Finally, in the thirteenth inning, and that's not even counting some of the frustrating innings where the Royals seem to lose their approach late in the game. We're just skipping ahead to the chance that they had to score the golden chances or the decent chances. Then finally the 13th inning, Danny Valencia with some guts. How about that at bat? Kept crushing balls off the local kid, Mike Morin. Looked like he, well, didn't look like. He definitely somehow messed up his left wrist. I don't know if it was tendonitis or if he pulled something or sprained something or banged something. I don't know exactly what happened. We'll talk more about that later. But he sticks in there and gets a double. Smokes it off the base of the fence and left center. And then Escobar does the job, gets the bunt down, throwing error by Morin, scores, you know, pinch runner Dyson right away, gets Escobar to second. Pedro Siriaco does the job. By the way, not just Siriaco, but everyone in baseball, if it's an obvious sacrifice bunting situation, which everyone in the park knew that both Escobar and Siriaco were going to bunt, why not just square like two seconds before the pitch? I mean, no wonder they can't get the bunt down sometimes. They're waiting until the ball is almost released to square around. Just give yourself up and bun him over. Why Why are we hiding it? I'm, a, I'm not just those guys. It's like all baseball players at the MLB level anymore seem to want to hide it when it's a completely obvious sacrifice situation, when you don't care if you make it out. You're giving yourself up. Just square around and get it down. Just a pet peeve of mine. Suryaku got the job done as well. Aoki singled in. Escobar, Hosmer singled. Billy Butler Another sack fly to get in Aoki. Butler did that twice tonight. So Morgan at bats for Billy Butler tonight. That was good to see. He continues to elevate the ball now. That's fantastic. We haven't seen too many ground balls from him as of late. And this was a must-win game. The Royals got it. Not because of the offense. Not because of James Shields. All because of the bullpen. So give the Royals bullpen mad credit tonight. And that's really important. You and I both know if this team's going to make the postseason is one of the wild cards. The bullpen and the starting pitching are going to get it done on the defense, of course. We saw some more great defense tonight, too. I, 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 how in the world was it Alex Gordon catch there in the sixth inning and not called an out? How can you? There was no way there was completely overturning evidence on that. Like you, There was no back camera angle unless they had something we didn't see, but I'm sure there, unless some fan maybe in the second row had a cell phone out and sent video to the umpires in New York City. I don't know how you overturn that, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It should have been the number one play of the night, though, in Center. Would have given us two nights in a row with Lorenzo Cain last night, so I'm a little frustrated about that. Also, I'm a little frustrated about the announcers tonight. It was Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Angels, 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 Mike Trout, Royals suck. Mike Trout, Angels, Angels. The AL West tonight, this team won. Oakland won, Oakland won. Oh, by the way, the AL Central. It's just, I understand we're the second smallest media market in the MLB, but come on, guys. 
not a fan of Excursion and Keros tonight, and I'm a broadcaster of 17 years, so I feel like I'm credible enough to say that. But anyway, that's beside the point. Enough pet peeves out on the table now. So let's look ahead to tomorrow here before we wrap up tonight. Um, Some things to be a little concerned about tomorrow. Number one, the bullpen. Who do we have available tomorrow? I mean, I would like to think they could get an arm there in time from Omaha. The Omaha is at home right now. Speaking of which, Moose got a knock tonight. A couple for Infante. That was good to see. But I'm pretty sure there would be a direct to L.A. from Omaha. If not, Kansas City is only a three-hour drive. I mean, they could drive somebody up tonight and take a flight in the morning to get out there before the game. So if they really wanted a reliever, I'm sure they could get one. That may be a lot of work just to get a guy out there for one day. And Vargas hopefully can give you a six or seven. But you're not Wade Davis is not available. He threw two innings tonight. He's out. Aaron Crow's throwing back-to-back days. Through two innings today, he's out. So you have no Wade Davis tomorrow. You have no Aaron Crow tomorrow. So those are two of your three best setup men, along with Herrera. Herrera, oh, I would think, is probably available for an inning tomorrow. One inning. He went one inning plus tonight. So maybe he's your eighth inning guy tomorrow, along with maybe Tim Collins. I don't know. Do you want to put the Coleman brothers out there? They're not literally brothers, but I call them brothers. Do you want to put... Casey or Lewis Coleman out there in the eighth or seventh? Not really. You got to hope for seven innings out of Vargas and probably Herrera for the eighth tomorrow. But so Holland's available. That's good to close it tomorrow if you get to that point. You've got the Coleman brothers, Collins and Herrera for one inning each, and that's it. So I don't know. They probably have enough to get through tomorrow, I guess, the more I think about it. But unless Vargas gets shelled, in that case, he's going to have to eat it tomorrow. We're going to need at least five innings minimum out of Vargas tomorrow. So that's number one to think about tomorrow, bullpen arms. Number two, will Salvador Perez catch tomorrow after catching 13 games today or 13 innings today? You know, it started as an afternoon game and ended up being almost a night game plus an extra four innings. I don't know. That's iffy. I feel like he will be in there tomorrow because the Royals really want that game tomorrow and he'll talk Ned into it after getting a couple days off, I think. Plus the Royals then have a full 24 hours off till their next game on Monday night. I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on that. They got the one game they had to have in this series, so if he doesn't start, it's no big deal. But can we see? Can we please see Pena tomorrow? Do we have to see Brett Hayes in his 0 for 26, unable to block pitches? Do we have to see that again tomorrow? I don't know if I can take it anymore, to be honest. Besides that, the other thing to look for is Danny Valencia, his wrist. What do we think about that? Will it stiffen up overnight? That's what she said. But will it stiffen up overnight, you know, as he sleeps? Something else to look for. I guess Jimmy Paredes can play third base if need be in a complete, complete, complete emergency. Alex Gordon could, of course, move in there. But obviously, you don't want to do that at all. You don't want to mess with him, and you don't want to take his glove out of left field either. So that's a complete emergency. So the Royals should be good enough to get through tomorrow. Roster-wise, I'd like to have one more arm, but... I imagine we'll see a couple moves prior to Monday to get another arm up here. And, of course, Infante should be activated with one of the catchers going back down to Omaha. So we'll see what happens. You know, tomorrow to me is kind of a gravy game, as I like to call them. You're not really expecting to win tomorrow. If you get it, great. You got the one game you had to have in this series. You know, get two out of three, and I'm thrilled. I was hoping for two out of three. I, I sent a tweet out at Royals Clubhouse saying I thought we would get two out of three before this series. So... We'll see what happens tomorrow. The Royals definitely you know, have some issues with their bullpen. But, of course, Anaheim does, too. I shouldn't totally ignore that. The Angels had to play 13 innings as well and got just as deep. Actually, they got a little deeper in their bullpen. I believe they were six pitchers in tonight, relief pitcher-wise. So they got even deeper in their bullpen than the Royals did. So we'll see what happens. The bats will have to step up tomorrow. Are we due for a home run or are we due for a home run? Do you realize in the last 10 games, Alex Gordon has two home runs and the rest of the team doesn't? We're due, man. We're going deep tomorrow. Put Brett Hayes in there. He's going deep three times tomorrow. 
I'm going to drink some more now. It's a Saturday night. <laughs> 10 minutes of 11. Let's get this thing posted. Thanks for joining us on Clubhouse Conversation, Davo's Dish. Once again, I heard from a few of you the other day when I put a plea out there to you. Keep those emails coming. I'd like to know who's listening to us. I'd like to you know, talk to you about your experience with the Royals. Send me an email here on the website. Click on the Contact Us tab. Just send me a note here through the site. Tell me who you are, where you're from, your experience with Royals, your favorite all-time player. How'd you get into them? Let's talk some Royals. I'm here for you all the time. Also be looking for an interview with Aaron Guile over an hour in length. Had that a couple days ago. We'll post that for your Memorial Day. Aaron Guile interview right here on Clubhouse Conversation. More minor league interviews coming up this week. Some big league ones coming up in a couple of weeks. Plenty more former players. I'll have Steve Busby on shortly after Aaron Guile. We got him lined up. We've also got Jamie Bluma lined up. Exciting stuff here on Clubhouse Conversation as we talk to hundreds of former Royals and all your favorite current Royals, both at the MLB minor league level, and you have me giving my two cents after about 95% of games here on Dave O's Dish. Have yourself a great rest of your Saturday. Go Royals. Take a deep breath. It's, it's one that you can be positive about now. A win's a win, although it sure didn't feel too gratifying the first 12 innings, did it? Good night.